0: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Stand-up comedian Tony Woods performs at the DC Improv this Thursday night in Washington, D.C. I spoke with Woods last year when he performed at the Birchmere in Alexandria, Virginia, discussing why D.C. is such a hotbed for comedy and why Dave Chappelle calls him the OG. Hey, Tony, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me, man. This is a pleasure and an honor.
0: Now, uh, wh- where are you calling us from?
1: From beautiful Silver Spring,
0: Silver Spring, Maryland. And I know you. Uh, yeah, are but check around- it out. Are it's you- called
1: Silver Spring now, but it's really Aspen Hill.
0: <laughs> where have you so yeah. you've grown up around DC your
1: whole life? Yeah, not my whole life. I I was born in New York, and then I then lived in North Carolina until I was like maybe ten. And then we moved to DC, and then uh, you know we moved out. To the suburbs, man. I think when I was like twelve or thirteen.
0: Gotcha. Got and you.
1: and here up into Silver Spring, and then and then I went, you know, went away to like you know conquer the world and everything. But now I'm back, and I'm right here in Aspen Hill. Well, it's Silver Spring. They call it Silver Spring now, but it used to be called Aspen Hill.
0: Well, we'll call it Aspen Hill for the rest of this interview then, because that's what it is. your So is this your first gig uh, back? I know you're coming to the Birchmere. Is this going to be your first gig back since this whole, you know, COVID test yeah. began?
1: It is, except for doing like, um, you know, like we might have a in friend's backyards or something, but it's not like a show show. It's just me and people I know. We just and somebody goes, "Hey, we got a stage," but it it starts out as karaoke, <laughs> and then and then the it's always like, "Hey, Tony, you should tell some jokes," <laughs> like that. So, yeah, it's just but just for like friends and family, right. which is yeah. not the show that you do at a club,
0: right? This will be the Birchmere on the twenty It'll be like the first ticketed official event since. All right, cool.
1: Yeah, with no with no two year olds.
0: You don't have to water the jokes down for (laughs) two-year-olds.
1: No, it's not the two-year-olds you got to worry about. It's the 70 and 80-year-olds you have to worry about. (laughs) Why is that? I mean, because they're there too. Yeah, so. (laughs) Yeah, their ears are a little more sensitive than
0: the toddlers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the toddlers don't know what's going on. They remember what's going on and repeat it at the wrong time. That's yeah. what they do
0: exactly You're gonna but say- you know what I
1: man I've always been a big fan of WTOP. Like my first car was a um, what was an Audi 100 LS and that only had AM radio
0: And you and yeah. uh, you, you remember listening to, to, to WTOP riding around in your first car.
1: Yeah, WTOP. Yeah, because it was no cassette. It was well, there was no CDs at the time. It was it didn't have no cassette and no eight track. <laughs> I only had AM radio, buddy. So I had to listen to all the AM stations. WTOP is on FM now, but back they had. Do you guys still have an AM station?
0: Uh, yeah, we have we have like a sister station, Federal News Radio. Yeah, on AM. Yep.
1: Yeah, but it was I think at that time it was the main it was the main one
0: yeah I think, <laughs> I think it was before they switched to fm see you yeah. you go way back you you know the yeah. roots of, of top and everything so
1: yeah it was it was in silver spring wasn't it um i don't know actually i've only it i've, been, on, there I 12, I've on been there about 12 i've been there like 12 avenue. years
0: so.
1: i think it was on george avenue yep wtop right on george like when you come when you cross over the line to come into Silver Spring, from on Georgia Avenue, and then you go under the bridge, and boom, WTOP was right there, in a in an ice cream place called Giffords.
0: Just don't, just don't mix up the two. You know, you got, you know, don't think we're on an ice cream station or something.
1: But you couldn't, you couldn't go into it because it was a, it was a ice cream place for two big polar bears outside, and and the building, and and it's right next to uh, the firehouse in Silver Spring. You know the firehouse. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a it's a restaurant now, but it was an actual firehouse back then. Wow. Anyway,
0: what were the comedy? Uh, clubs, what were the comedy clubs there then? Were there any in Silver Spring? I don't know.
1: I don't think it was ever in Silver Spring. Yeah. Before I was a comedian, I saw it. the comedy club was right there on Connecticut Avenue and um, and Calvert Street. Yeah, Connecticut and Calvert Street is it, it's it's an Indian restaurant now, but I used to think, you know, what do they talk about in there? Because they had pictures of like George Carlin and Richard Pryor and stuff like that. And so, but in my mind, I thought I can go in and see them guys. But no, they, you know, comedy clubs just put up the famous comedy. But I started at the Comedy Cafe on um, was it on K Street, right there, it's at, uh, K Street between 15th and 16th.
0: How old were you when you started? You did your first club show. Um,
1: maybe like twenty-three. All
0: right, and so who were your? I mentioned Carlin and Pryor. Were those your? Were those your comedy idols growing up, or was there anybody else?
1: No, I. It was really my uncles. I had two uncles named Uncle Jimmy, one on my mom's side, one on my dad's side. But for whatever reason, I just figured everybody named Jimmy must be super hilariously funny because they were. <laughs> <laughs> and then. uh and and then as far as stand-up comedy, uh, what's this guy named? Uh, oh, man. Was it Jonathan Winters? Jonathan oh, Winters yeah. was real. And, you, you you know, you see him on, like, when they, back then, they used to have, like, TV shows, like um, Dean Martin's comedy, Special from the Desert, or whatever. And this guy would always do, like, a little skit, like, they would film him just talking about something he'd being you know dressed up like an old lady or either like a 49er not a 49 er football player everybody but a 49er like a guy who's looking for gold yeah a prospector and uh but I didn't learn until two years later that he's a stand-up comedian doing stand-up comedy I'm like well I just thought he was a guy who happened to be crazy funny in different situations, you know. <laughs> and then when I'd say around eleven or twelve is when I found out that stand-up comedy was an art form, you know, because they had the Richard Pryor albums. We had Richard Pryor, Flip Wilson, Red Fox. Uh, what's the guy named? Um, I can't think of his name. Um, Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, Bob. These are the albums that we had. It was Bob Newhart. It was uh Flip Wilson, Red Fox, and Richard Pryor. And every blue moon somebody would say, Anybody would tell you kinda of remind me of Bob Newhart? <laughs> I'm like sometimes they do. Because <laughs> because back on K Street at the at the first club down at uh, what's called the Comedy Cafe? On uh it's it's Archibald's it's, you know what Archibald's um dance danceria is?
0: Yeah, with the pool tables. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, with with the pool tables. Yeah. Anyway, that place, the top floor, used to be a comedy club, and that's yeah, that's where I met uh, me. Uh, let me see, I can name some other people from there. Wanda Sykes started there. Uh, uh, Tommy Davidson didn't start there, but he was there. You know, uh, Martin Lawrence started there. Um, Dave started there. A um, whole, whole bunch of guys. Let me see. I'm sure Lewis Black used to do comedy there. You know Lewis Black? Oh, yeah. Patton Oswalt. Uh, yeah, all the DC comedians. Uh, you now, were, you, were
0: you all roughly the same age, or did you sort of take them under your wing a little bit?
1: No, we were roughly the same age. Dave was younger, but everybody else was pretty much the same age. I think they were anyway.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I'm pretty,
1: sure me, I'm pretty sure me and Patton, you know, if we didn't graduate the same year. We were in high school at the same time. <laughs> <You know. laughs>
0: well, what's it like seeing, you know, you guys are all buddies just, you know, coming up together, but what's it like when you see, you know, Wanda and Dave and Martin and Patton, like do you watch them all go off and do big things as well as yourself. Like, do you, uh, you know, like it, did, did you sort of know that you guys were, had the stuff back then, you know?
1: I know everybody had um everybody had a desire or whatever, and sometimes you feed on what the um what the audience tells you. You know how they go, yeah, you you this, you that. So you you know um but it's, it's you know like I had to go away for um, I had to go away for a year for um the, what's it called Gulf War, the desert the first the, the first Desert Storm. And I got back and it seems like everybody just zoomed out on me. You know, um, uh, they moved to New York. There's another guy named Warren Hutchison, him and Dave, and moved to New York and just things were just popping for a lot of guys. And I think I took the road less traveled. I started doing international stuff, a lot of stuff, not on cruise ships. I mean, actual, and not USO shows, just actual shows. I got, you know, did the, what's the name of it, the Edinburgh Festival. Mm-hmm. And from there, I got hooked up with doing a whole bunch of stuff in the United Kingdom, uh, and Australia, and uh, Germany, uh where else, lots of places, all over Canada. Whereas I probably should have just headed straight to Los Angeles. <laughs> Why do you say
0: that? You mean just career-wise, you would have met more people? Cool. You got to see the world though.
1: I got to see the world, but just imagine you get a hit T V show, become an action hero like I wanted to be. And I could have just went there on vacation. But then again I would have been I wouldn't have been able to experience it as a regular guy. I would have been a, as a celebrity guy with a staff and all that. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's but a double H- edged. Well, but who H- says?
1: Yeah, right, it's a double edged sword. It could still happen. <laughs> mm hmm because still, yeah, it's never too late. Look at Liam Nielsen.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's doing taking and, you know, kicking ass. You could
1: do it, too. Uh, he's, he still could be an action hero, baby. I'm ready.
0: Exactly. Um, <laughs> now, what, what, uh, what can we expect? Actually, before we move to the Birch Mirror, I want to unpack what you said. You said you left for Desert Storm. Did you serve, or you mean you were doing comedy over there?
1: No, oh, dude, I had a uniform on and everything, baby. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I did serve. Yes, I did.
0: Well, thanks for your service, which I know is the cliche thing to say, but thanks anyway. Remember, yeah, man. Know, what, what, what did you, you know, unpack that a little? A lot of people probably don't even know that you, you know, that you're you're a veteran as well. You know, what do, you, how do you think that helped shape you?
1: I don't know. I don't tell them about it either, <laughs> but I do like it when people go, "Really?". <laughs> like sometimes I have my dog tags on my key, my dog tags on my keychain. Right. And people go, oh, yeah. And like I remember this girl said, oh, I had one of those one time. What, what does yours say? And I said, well, it's got my name and my blood type, and my religion, my birthday. And she, says, she says, why does it say that? And that's what all dog tags have on them. And then, and then that's when she found out, after knowing each other for, I forgot how long, and then she said, she'd she gone to my mom's house and she saw the picture of me up, you know, the picture you take in boot camp. Yeah. She thought it was just a, you know, you know how people take pictures with like, like with cowboy stuff on. Like, yeah. You, yeah. you know, like you go to an amusement park and you take a, you take a picture as the outlaw family. Yeah,
0: exactly, she thought it was just
1: staged. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs>
0: Now where where were you actually stationed and, and you know what what was the little what was the exact time period your the, the
1: point uh it was like 89 and 91 to, to not a full 2 years okay. but yeah it was the latter part of 89 the whole 90 and the first part of uh 91 but that was for the because I had done active duty before that. So when I got out, I was just in the ready reserves and I was like, wow, this is easy money. Until they said, guess what, dog? It's time to pay the pipe for fool." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was, um, what was that? I was in Pendleton, Camp Pendleton out in California. Uh, but that was like training and stuff like that. And then uh, Camp Lejeune, Cherry Point. Um, uh, and then a place called Bahrain. You ever heard of Bahrain? Yeah, it's the Paris of the Middle East. They say, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say, <laughs> and uh and and back and forth to Cuba, and um, just uh, and some other places, you know. But like we were we were actually stationed in Bahrain because I wasn't. I was in the Navy, but I wasn't with. I wasn't with, I wasn't like on a ship or nothing. I was with Marine units, you know. So I was a corpsman for the Marines. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so so, so even though I was Navy, I did my time as a grunt. <laughs> 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 but it, sh- it shapes you, and makes you, and helps you. It's, you know, it's not what you do, it's what you do with it.
0: How, how do you, you say it shapes you, uh, you know, elaborate
1: a little it, it, bit for, for T.O.P. I, I, <laughs> okay. It, it, it shapes you, helps you, you know, um, everything that you experience in life, you know, you go through it and, and some people come out of the other end bitter and crumbled up and mad and mean. And then some people come out an actual better person because, you know, because they learn to roll with the punches and, and um, adapt you know, and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Now, before we run, you know, um, bring it full circle back to the, you know, the stand-up show at the Birchmere. Um, It's been – I
1: forgot this was all about that. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Well, it's all right. We talked about the difference between Aspen Hill and Silver Spring, and then we talked about Archibalds, and now (laughs) now in the Middle East, we're just – we're covering it all. But um, (laughs) – You know, at the Birchmere, you mean, man, I mean, we've been through five months of hell in this country with the virus and, you know, racial protests. And now we got an election coming up. I mean, what all God, I mean, what, what sort of, do you tackle all that stuff in in the routine? I don't want you to spoil any punchlines, but
1: you know know what I didn't before because I just talk about stuff that's funny and, and relative, but I don't come out there. I'm, I'm not like a, I'm not like a John Stewart or a Trevor Noah where I come out there just to talk about that. If it comes up, it comes up. But I don't, you know, and, and everything in between. But I don't go out and go Trump said this or, or Yeah, I don't do that. I just if it comes up, it comes up. You know, like I like in the UK, a lot of the comedians over there like to tell important jokes, important material, you know. And I, I've never been one to focus on important I focus more on funny and relative like what's relative to you and right now what's relative is important as well. You can't can't escape by a lot of it. So I guess this time will be the most political material that I've ever had. But I don't think it's my material not it, it'll be more social. It'll be more on the social climate than the political climate you know. Right, which seem to be combining themselves these days.
0: That's a good point. You're saying you know, <laughs> your material is usually social stuff or you know stuff that goes yeah. on in everyday life that people relate to. But now you're right. I mean, everyday life has been. Oops, sorry, I let me turn this along off. Uh, everyday life has been pretty much shut down by the political. So now it's converted, yeah. like you're saying. Yeah, um, it's
1: all one. 2020, even vision in both eye, baby.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's, it's so true. Well, like, so what, like, social everyday topics then are you going to get into? Do you, like, you know what I mean? Like, again, I don't want you to spoil the, the punchlines, but, like, what themes are we going in? What topics are, do we go?
1: I have no idea. <laughs> you are know, writing Man, up I the
0: their, the jokes?
1: <laughs> no, I, I never did write jokes. A lot of other comedians go, I know you wrote some excellent material during the pandemic. I'm like, I didn't write before this. so. What will make you think? Yeah, because everything I, everything I do is reflection. Everything my, my material is reflection. I don't sit down, and you don't give me a subject and go, and I write jokes about it. I have to actually do it or have done it or experienced it because I don't like, you know. And sometimes I'm so well versed in something else that I can bullshit you about this or that. But uh, you know, yeah. So. I don't, you know, I don't go in and I don't think any comedian would tell you what they're gonna, see that's why a guy like John Stewart or a guy like Trevor Noah, like you know this guy's gonna talk about Republicans, Democrats and this and that, you know it already, right? But with me, who's just talking, you don't know what you're gonna get, but you know it's gonna be good, that's why you bought a ticket, that's why you're in line, that's why you're listening to this interview that I keep forgetting.
0: <laughs> well you know it's gonna be the funny.
1: subject man yeah you yeah. know it's gonna be funny yeah
0: no it's been it's been great and i appreciate you know all the the little side stories and tangents and then we bring it back around i, I love it I've, I've really enjoyed talking with you um so but you've been generous with your time we won't keep you any longer but uh just remind everybody it's uh, tony woods at the Birchmere on august 29th thanks so much for for
1: making hey, it you, so you're gonna edit this down to keep it down to the funny parts of the interview so it'll be like about a 2 minute interview right and that long
0: COP <laughs> keeps me you know it it is pretty quick hit stuff on the radio so yeah i'll pull the highlights and you know produce it up but i'll post the i'll post the full thing on, online and write up a whole article i'm good transcribe it and you know give you the whole the whole works so, it'll be good all oh, right
1: i don't need it i mean i know me <laughs> <laughs> I already know what happened to me. It's for, it's for the out.
0: people, though. I'm relaying it to the people.
1: You know to the but they people. Don't. I know because you're at the top of the news channel <laughs> WTOP.
0: Exactly. AM but,
1: 1500. Okay, man.
0: Hey, thanks so much, Tony. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Jason. No, thank you for being patient, brother. All right. <laughs> uh, this is your friend, Tony Woods.